Hello! Welcome to Why Not Both, the podcast all about how our multiple passions and interests shape our identity and our lives. My name is Pam Schaefer, and I am a musician and therapist in Los Angeles, and I also happen to be your host. This podcast is produced by Laura Studeris, and for this season, we've partnered up with Under the Radar magazine. If you like what you hear, you can hang out with us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WNB, the podcast. And if you really, really like what you hear, please support us on Patreon. We are under Why Not Both podcast. When you join our Patreon, you get a whole bunch of really cool behind the scenes stuff and you get to chat with us. And that's pretty awesome. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope you enjoy our interviews. Welcome to Why Not Both. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh my so goodness. Nice. It's such a pleasure to get to actually speak with you. I was listening to your music this morning and I was just like, ooh, it has this, uh, I know. it has this beautiful, I don't know how, like, I wish I had the vocabulary to describe it. It reminds me of some of the chants that we would sing in temple as a kid, like in synagogue. Oh, yeah. There's all yeah. these like, Jewish. oh yeah yeah there's these beautiful like rhythmic but melodic elements that keep repeating and building on each other that I was yeah. like oh this is so comforting <laughs> I know it's kind of it's just that like whole African like the prayer chant the like um positive chant like sending like positive energy and just kind of like a hopeful message type of thing that's kind of that's what what the music is really all about that's what came across while I was listening to it. I got like lost in it while I was doing my morning journal. Ah. I was like, oh, this is so wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we try to do with this record. I mean, all the past records have been that way. But I mean, I guess with this one, we just kind of followed, try to follow, keeping the same yeah. that musical journey, you know, varying into like a more electronic uh, territory, but just keeping, keeping with the sound, with the sound of the band of whole message of hope. Uh, keep keeping the positive vibes and positive energy. I mean, considering the last couple of years that we've had, it's just been just mad and crazy all over the world. So it's like it just felt like music for us was a way, you know, to just come back to that reflective domain of just you know coming back to music, you know, taking all back to music because like music kind of gives us hope, you know, yeah. and just way to face our demons and face our trials you know which is kind of sort of what we've all been through in the last two years so it just felt like making music to kind of keep us hopeful and future future looking is kind of quite important yeah like it's been so interesting talking to artists during this time because like some of it has been reflecting on the experience by making music that's like informed yeah. by that like mm -hmm. that kind of feeling of like being mired in the experience of the last few years and then there's artists like you just yeah. said where it's like that forward feeling and that like that reaching yeah. for hope and creating that hope in the music exactly it's exactly. been fascinating and like did you feel that like making it did you start feeling those feelings again like did you start feeling hopeful because you were making the music I was like I'm like chicken egg <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was okay I think it was a feeling of both though because like you know we weren't touring anymore we weren't like playing live music anymore but so the the natural progression was so yeah well we just at least we can still keep making music but we couldn't get away from the fact that well we're in this sort of bubble of a time where we're not sure what's going to happen tomorrow we're not even sure when we're going to be able to go back to work we're not sure when we're going to see family so it's like different songs kind of you kind of brought up different emotions you know like you know being able to see someone again and then you suddenly remember oh my goodness I haven't seen my mom oh my goodness, I haven't seen some of my siblings. Oh my goodness, I haven't seen some of my friends across, you know, the other side of the world. And it, it kind of, yeah, it became a bit more reflective in, in, in terms of the lyric lyrical content as well. So it was a, a bit of both. Yeah, I was curious actually how you managed to make this, like it's this incredibly rich tapestry of music. I was like, were you in the same place as everybody or were you working remotely? I was like, how? How do you? <laughs> Well, I mean, um, um, Max, Max and I kind of work together most of the time. And then the other guys in the band are sort of, they were, we're all in London based anyway. So we're able to like do like little pockets, little pockets of bubbles every now and then. 
and and then and then thank uh, thankful to for the opportunity to work with um the guys from hot chip as well they're also london based so we're able to like sort of get together as try and find like a time and fix a time and then get together so we've blocked out like two months something like two months and then another month so it was kind of yeah it kind of just worked out that you know sometimes we'd work remotely and then sometimes we'd be in the room together and then we just kind of progressed and just you know kept things just sort of went with the flow <laughs> because that's what that's what it was all about at that point you couldn't really predict anything you just had to go with the flow like okay you know what let's see who's available all right yeah. let's have a zoom try out um let's sample things out okay then let's meet in the studio or let's just come in together yeah that was that, that's how it was just kind of went with the flow I love that you just rolled with it like that's been kind of the ongoing theme of people that I've been talking exactly. with. And it's like, if you try to plan this, it almost weirdly enough, it reminds me of talking to one of my friends when she had a baby where like yeah. talking about how you think that like things are going to go a certain way, but you're mm-hmm. dealing with a, a teeny tiny brand new to the world human. That's like surprise. It's actually going to go this way. Exactly. <laughs> like, right, no, sorry. I'm, I'm hungry at this point, And then I have to get fed at this point. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a bit like that. You can't plan it, isn't it? It's just, you just have to go with the flow. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's how it was. And then, you know, one song to another and the other song to another. And yeah, but it was quite a fun, I feel like it was quite a fun time and a reflective time as well, because we kind of were forced to, I mean, we like making music, we love making music anyway, but it kind of gave us a focus to like every day, be like, yeah. okay, right, okay, we have to do, you know, yeah. you have an idea one day or somebody has an idea, starts with an idea one day and then I'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I can put a bit of vocals or then Max will be like, okay, I'm going to put some drum beats and then just gradually progress. And then if something didn't work and then you had time, like, okay, we can rework that. We can look at that again. We can change something there. And then, we got everything we got everything ready enough to the to the point that when we got to the studio we were able to like tweak things here and there right right and that sounds like in some ways it took the pressure off like trying to write when you're in the studio sometimes can be at least for me I feel really pressured that it's like come up with your best idea right now and I'm yeah, like I suddenly have no idea no <laughs> like, actually I mean like I mean like well, like one of the songs I mean um all that you want, for example, I mean, we'd finished it and then what well, we hadn't really like had a, a like a, a sort of a, we're like kind of toying with the chorus and everything. And then it was like on the day we got to the studio, like the final day when we were working and it was like, oh, we had the, Al came up with like the big um, idea at the end and then we like kind of built the chorus, like a massive big chorus around it. And then, and then that was it. And then I mean, something like Protection from Evil, like one of the first songs on the album, it was just basically just a chant, just a prayer chant, just going through. And then everybody was like, oh, um, what does that mean anyway? And then I was like, okay, you know, we're in this time and then we're all, you know, fighting this unseen thing that we can't even see. So it's like a prayer, it's like a chant for protection to be protected from whatever it is that we don't even know. And yeah. I just like, just bust out with this chant, spiritual, um, invisible protection from evil. And that that became the mantra of the of the song pretty much wow I was like that's intense and I love it (laughs) I know it is very intense and intense was just like just like speaking in tongues and just like just channeling and just putting like that kind of positive and prayerful energy out there to just protect us just from whatever it is because like it was becoming like quite, you know, like, okay, what is this exactly? You know, it's like, it's good when you can see what you're dealing with, but when you can't see what you're dealing with, like, what exactly is going on, you know? So it reminds me. Yeah, so it was. (laughs) I was like, I was like, this is about to get so nerdy. Um, (laughs) It reminds me of like the ancient Greek concept of miasma, which like we use in modern English Mm, to mean like mm -hmm. kind of like, like bad energy or kind of like a bad smell, like yeah. lingering, but like it just mm-hmm. meant like kind of the energy around you. And it does imply that it's like bad, but like, that's like the, yeah. like, you know, like the little evil eye symbol, like to ward off the oh, evil oh, eye that was to ward off true. miasma. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it reminded yeah, me of that, of like, uh-huh. that there's this invisible, like evil Thing. hanging about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like you made kind of like the sonic equivalent of like the little evil eye being like, no, Go away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. True, that's true. Very, very true. Very, very true. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, come down this nerdy rabbit hole with me. 
well, that's that's what it was. Yes, and yeah, and I mean, we quite like that one. We quite like that one. We like we like we like all the songs anyway. Well, it sounds like it gave you kind of like a focal point during all of this because it's been really mm-hmm. difficult when. I don't know, like hearing you even say like, and we couldn't play out live, like our identities have kind of shifted during this time because we haven't been able to do the things that we usually like do and we aren't out in the world in the way that we usually are. And I was curious, I was like, I guess like, were there any new parts of your identity that you ended up embracing during this time that like had either been subterranean or that you hadn't explored yet? Well, I just kind of, it was nice to just sit, you know, sometimes and just sit and be quiet. You know, because we had like endless time just to yeah. sit and just think, ponder and walk, go for a walk. We went, we used to go for walks a lot, you know, I mean, but luckily we had like, we've got like a big garden uh, where we are. So like a communal, big communal garden. So we used to oh. we go out when the sun was out, it was nice to actually go out and sit out a lot. And then just, like, just think about things. And then ideas would come. Sometimes ideas would come and then we'll just note things down. Or when we're walking, you know, would hear something. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that could work when we go into the studio again. So it was quite a nice, I think it was quite a nice time to just sit. Yeah, and be quiet and not have so much. Because usually, I mean, we would have been touring or just working, just just go, 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 go nonstop. And it kind of made me just sit and be like, oh, wow, okay, I can actually just be still. Just be still. <laughs> yeah. You know, good enough, you know, so... Yeah, that that's it. Kind of gave, yeah, it gave me that kind of outlook just to be like, okay, you know what? We don't always have to be like always running. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. kind of a time to just we've been forced to sit down, reflect, read, just do stuff more on a slow pace. You know, and, and then I think I was just imagining you sitting in like the garden, and I'm like, it's so interesting to think that we somehow escaped from that lifestyle drifted from that like the fact that this is almost like a return to that I'm like where did yeah. I go wrong in the last like hundred years <laughs> it's like that we somehow <laughs> forsook like time to sit in the garden <laughs> like, right time to sit and then and, and then be I think it'd be a, little, a bit more yeah a bit more creative and do other things as well stuff that we didn't have time over the years to do and then learn other things and I, I found out that I started like picking up other hobbies other things just like okay yeah I can do this I can try this I can try that yeah so I just spent time like trying to play the piano trying to play the guitar trying to make stuff trying to make music so I kind of in the in all the quietness I just felt like okay it was time to sort of explore mm. everything musical plus more mm. yeah I like that I'm like, ooh, what was the plus more? I was like, what is the plus more? It's everything. Like, was it more than the sourdough? There was this huge sourdough in the US. Like everyone went ballistic over sourdough. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I don't know what it was. Like everyone was just like, this is what we're doing for months on end is sourdough. And I was just like, sourdough. wow. Okay. Okay. What? I mean, there was, there was a lot of, cook, there was a lot of cook. I guess, yeah, we all had to learn how to cook and yeah. Yeah, bake. Learn how to cook and bake, you know? And then, and then the funny thing was like, one of the days, one of the days I went to the studio, we now discovered this book. Oh gosh, I can't remember the band now. Oh my goodness. There was a book that I said, like it was in the studio and I started reading and it turns out that like there were like songs from over the years that related to cooking. So it was like a music and a cooking thing. I was like, wow, this is even more interesting. Wow. <laughs> You're like, this is weirdly on point for where we're at right now. <laughs> cooking and music. And I'm like, wow, now this is it. Oh my God. I wish I could remember the name of the band. Oh God. <laughs> That's really funny. You're just like a gift to me about what I'm going through you know? right now. <laughs> Using music to cook. A mu- you know, it's like music inspiring a, a particular dish or recipe and it was just like quite just weirdly into wine and I was like wow that is actually well that's true anyway because usually when you're cooking you have music on anyway you always have music you know yeah and it was because I I don't know about you but I like cooking for other people because by the time I'm like done cooking 
I feel as though I've already completed the activity and I am like done. I just want to be like, not even like in the same room as it. And then I forget that it's like the whole point of cooking things is like to eat them. <laughs> Cause I'm like, the project is done. I'm done. Goodbye. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> when someone else is there, I'm like, oh, see, I made this for you. Whereas for me, I'm just like, oh, well, I'm just, I want to do something else now. <laughs> I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> and so like yeah. maybe if I connected it to like particular songs because yes I do listen to music like when I'm cooking I find that yeah. I, I like to listen I don't know it's the same as when I'm reading though I like to listen to instrumental music because if I get too into the story of like the song I forget the like the cooking bit like I mess up on a step <laughs> You know, well, you get so you get so into the music. I mean, there's music, there's music that makes you like that. You just get into, it and then you start to think, "Oh wow, what is the backstory? What were they thinking of when they were writing this? What was going on?" And then you, yeah, it's true. You can't easily just get just swayed into the moment, into the story, into the music, into where it's going. You know, what's the back, where it was coming from, and where it's taking it's taking you to. But that's what music does, isn't it? Yes, that's what music does, and I'm kind of happy that we sort of had that. At least we still had that during lockdown, you know, at least we still yeah. had that, even though we couldn't do it live, we couldn't share with people, you know, but I'm glad that, you know, in a way we had that. And then it's, it, well, it has to come back because I was, I kept saying, well, if any time out of times in the world that we kind of really, really need music is right now, you know, when we're going through all this, because music helps us heal, music helps us, you know, forget, yeah. you know, just kind of escape from the reality and you know the now and what's happening so you know I kind of felt bad that you know we couldn't go out and play music because I felt like people probably really needed music at this time more than ever yeah but like nope we can't do that either and so you found people and funny enough we there was like a, a group of us like locally people would like play music and just go out in the garden and just play just play just people could listen or hear yeah. and then I had like a lady a friend of mine who's a neighbor who like she's a piano teacher as well every now and then she'd like you know sit out and then just open up her windows and then just play and then it just felt it was so nice just to like just walk just be walking down the street and just hear maybe going falls and just hear either her playing and then you'd hear people like you know either practicing the saxophone or it was just there was always music around so it was like oh my god that actually feels really nice to hear that and then you'd be walking down you know and you see people in, in their front window actually playing you know it was like as, like they were sending out some energy out there. and it was so nice it was so so nice just to see that you know <laughs> like that feeling of yeah. when you're sharing live music with yeah, someone, like exactly there's nothing quite like that. Like I must admit, I'm a shy studio rat for the most part. I will sit and tweak like 70 vocal layers mixed with whales, like just to torture my mixer. It's become oh. a running joke. Now he's just like, he's like, you're just putting whale sounds in here just to mess with me. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> there's so <something> bless. <laughs> like, like sharing space oh. with someone and like yeah. over the summer like last summer they started having like a concert series in the park by my house and that was amazing mm. like so that people oh, could enjoy live music but it's that's like good. outside and now there's a whole series in LA I think it's yeah. called floating that they do all oh. um all outdoors yeah, and so, so nice. yeah like that's that really feeling nice. you're I'm glad that I'm glad that we got that back somewhere I mean obviously not hundred percent but it's it's nice to see music back back in our spaces again yeah definitely yeah like how has it been like have you had a chance to share some of the new music live with people like have you been able to like either play outside or things like that I know that right now London is um yeah we did we had a few festivals when things opened up again (laughs) back in the summer we had a few trickle here and there so it was it was actually the first one funny enough the first one after lockdown was really strange because for the first time I mean we're a live band and we play live music and we play music that people want to dance to yeah once in a while we'll do like a sit-down concert and even that it's kind of hard to sit down 
but story. So we get to this venue and it was outdoors. This is so this club that we played in a while back in Manchester set up this like outdoor space. Just again because of lockdown, we couldn't have indoor um, venues open. Yeah. So we had so they set up this outdoor space. They transformed this like old like a uh, uh, old. Um, what you call it, like a parking lot with like old cars. They set up like really huge stage with like old cars. They did up like like a diner setting. It was really, really nice, well thought out. And then they put like sit down areas and then you had to be in your bubble. So you had like a table of four or table of six, a table of eight. And then they sold tickets and then people had to come in in an orderly fashion. They had to be, you know, ordered into their sitting area. And then for the whole entire time, they had to sit down. Now you can see people are like slowly trying to move and they're like halfway through the set. People are like dancing. And then the stewards are like coming down, like sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> and of course I've opened my big mouth and said, yes, you can stand up and move, but make sure you stay in your bubble. I thought, oh no, I just invited people to dance. And we're not supposed to be dancing. It's good enough they've opened up for us to get up and at least come and see a show. But no, you're not supposed to be dancing. You're supposed to be just watching the show. I said, oh no, shame. I have told people to dance. And then, oh God, now I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> and, oh I'm here, but don't enjoy it that much. That's too much enjoyment. <laughs> like, they've given you a favor. They told you, yeah, you can come out or you have to sit down. You can come out of your cave, but no, no dancing. <laughs> And I'm thinking, oh no, what have I just done? Anyway, the sewers managed to get them to them, so they sit down. But they're thinking, I mean, knowing the English probably, people just love to, you know, they want to express themselves. But you can see they're twitching, they're like really twitching, like trying yes. to dance on their sewers. I'm thinking, oh my God, this is not going to go down well. And then by the end of the show, we're like, right, and we're like, up. And then they're all up, and the sewers are like, sit down, sit down. And then no one is even listening to him at this point. I'm thinking, oh no. I thought I'm thinking, oh shame, we're gonna get in trouble with the government, you know, we're gonna to be told off, we're probably not gonna get another kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what have I done? <laughs> like, what have I done? But then after that, I'm thinking to myself, but hang on a minute, you know, this is what we've all wanted. I know we, we're supposed to be careful, we're supposed to be cautious, but yeah, we're all trying very hard to obviously stay sanitized, stay masked, masked up and everything. So I think, to be honest, in fairness, we have to give it to people. They've tried, you know, we've all been locked down for two years and people just want to get out. There's people just want to just, just be like, you know what, suck this. I just want to have a bit of a normal kind of life, even if for five minutes. Yes. <laughs> I just want to dance in my yeah. room. <laughs> <laughs> and then sure enough, after the gig, like, everything, hey, right, go home now, go back to you, go back to another lockdown. And then we had another lockdown, like just right after that. So we're like, oh my God. And then some gigs now got canceled again. And we're like, oh my God, not again. So it was a bit up and down, up and down. We get dates and then we're like, okay, we're not sure if anything's going to happen. We're like, okay, fingers crossed, maybe that's going to get canceled. And then a few more get a few more get canceled. And then, but then we have some other ones that came up and then we're able to go to. And then I think Good. there was another one that all of a sudden felt like there wasn't a lockdown because people were out. Again, it was outdoors anyway, but there was like so many people. I was, I hadn't seen so many people like in the last two years. I was like, oh my God, it's back to normal. We, it's not a lockdown. And people are like, sorry. <laughs> we were like, no, no. <laughs> I'm thinking, um, are we supposed to be mixing or are we not? I don't know. <laughs> I realized like we've all like lost like some of our like social cues. Like... <laughs> exactly it's the weird thing like a friend of mine was visiting from Canada and like she came to go on a hike with like two of my other friends and like we all gathered like outside and we all were standing (laughs) here trying to figure out like do we hug and we're all just kind of awkward do we not (laughs) (laughs) I know I know it's just like oh god oh god but it's good to like in a way it's good to sort of I keep saying, you know what, it's good to just look at it and try and laugh about it and try and put it behind. I know it's obviously for some people, it's been really serious. It's been deeper than, you know, because a lot of people have had to deal with loss and everything. So we're trying to like, obviously navigate that as well and respect people who are trying to deal with that as well. And be like, okay, so yeah, music heals, but then 
can we have fun or can we not have fun? Yeah. And so it's just been so different. So, so different. So we try to go, like, you know what, let's just celebrate life and let's celebrate people that are here, people that have gone, you know, we're all in the same boat. We've all, you know, we're all dealing with this one way or the other. So, you know, yeah. I think in a way, let's just try and celebrate life. And I think music being the one thing that brings us all together, that's the way we've had to just deal with it. Yeah, I mean, it speaks to kind of the breadth of human emotion that it's like when yeah. we aren't sure, it's almost like when something really horrible happens, like, I don't know if you've had this experience, but like, for instance, like at, at a funeral or like afterwards you have like a yeah. gathering after the funeral and you're not yeah. sure who's the first person who can crack a joke, but someone yeah. always cracks a joke it's and it yeah. like, and then it reminds you like, it's, oh yeah, we're celebrating life. We're celebrating this like memory together, exactly. but it's this feeling yeah. of like, you're allowed to have those feelings of grief and you're allowed yeah. to have those feelings of celebration. Like one doesn't cancel out the other yeah it's like you're allowed to have the full the full spectrum, the full spectrum. no so totally totally I agree with you I agree with you totally. yeah totally. <laughs> I'm glad that you can bring that joy like that's the thing is like I think yeah. sometimes when horrible things happen people are like are we allowed are we allowed to dance in our bubble <laughs> like, it's like <laughs> you're like am I allowed yeah, this really I'm awkward allowed? yeah yeah it was really awkward because being the first one yeah the first one after yeah the two years and of course we hadn't played and yeah. then I'm thinking oh can I remember lyrics and I even remember what I'm supposed to be doing what am I supposed to be doing again oh dear I don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know all these emotions and then you have to like bring people in and the people feel comfortable and then another thing also it was a fact that were people comfortable enough oh, to you yeah. know really come out you know, because people were still dealing with the fact that, okay, yeah, they don't really want to go out into public space. So you don't really want to be out there. Yeah, they'll come out and see a show, but, you know, they still want to be, you know, kind of um, sensible and, you know, with yeah. everything. So you just like gauge, just gauge all of that as well, you know? Well, and so much in sharing music is like kind of, yeah. in a way, like harnessing that collective energy that you're feeling from the exactly. audience. Exactly. That's the thing. And because our music was also, our music is very much about, yeah, audience engagement, engaging with the audience. And then when you don't have that, you kind of feel like, oh, hang on a minute. It's like walking, almost like walking on crutches. I mean, we should probably be able to just do a show, you know, but then it's all about the interaction. It's all about that connection with the audience and then having them connect with the music as well. And then if they can't, then it kind of begs the question that, oh, hang on a minute. Am I doing something wrong? Am I, you know, but then it's not, it's not because of that. It's just because of the, the situation whereby you can't really, you know, there's not much you can do about it. And just allow people to like experience it the way they want to experience it. Yes. Yes. Like sometimes shows go differently. <laughs> like, have you, I guess, have you been back like to go to shows since this? Like, are there any artists that you've seen play? Oh, I went, funny enough, now, now I'm the audience now. So I went to just a local, there was a local band just in my local pub, not too far down the road. And this is like this last wave. And literally I went in with, funny enough, I went in with a mask and I sat like at the back the entire time. I wouldn't go into the, into the crowd. Yeah. I just, I just thought, it's, like, I, it's just like, again, I'm thinking, wow, okay. So now I'm understanding what people have to deal with. Like, okay, you have to like, allow people if they like think okay I'm gonna go in the crowd or okay no I think I'm just gonna stay you know on the outskirts and just enjoy it. but then I still had fun because then yeah. I was not far from the door the door was open most of the time and then there's just yeah. air coming and going and then so it was in a way I was like okay you know what it's actually fine that I can sit here and still enjoy the show even if, even though it was right right at the back you know yeah. so it's just yeah that's just I think it's just different different times different uh periods because it was quite packed in the pub it was really really packed wow you know wow really packed I was like okay so then again it got me questioned hang on a minute I thought we were supposed to be a bit more scanty or a bit more less people yeah. in, in, in the room yeah so again that kind of it's not that it's worrying it's just you kind of think okay so what do we do what do we do but you just have to get on with it well, it's not like <laughs> I've been talking to people about it. it's like the mental calculus because on one hand like, yeah. like we just want this to be done but we also want to be yeah. safe and also what feels safe exactly 
What's been exactly the like what you were saying about the social knowing your social like okay hang on a minute what are we supposed to hug are we supposed to be here are we supposed to yeah. you know feel free and then just for it's just like it's kind of it's just so mentally like a lot to process like okay can I actually just go out and be myself but I mean I guess yeah. it's just down to the moment to be honest yeah yeah and it's it takes up so much like mental energy that that's I oh. I'm like yeah. I've been I've been very like do I go out do I go yes. out tonight do I not go out? oh I've got I've got I've got a shoot to do tomorrow now okay can I go out and then risk oh um no no maybe I shouldn't go out tonight maybe I should wait until I've done what I need to do and then go yeah. out the next <laughs> done you're just like do I do I have the energy to go out now that I've strategized (laughs) (laughs) because you're thinking oh you need to do this important thing and but then you have to make sure that you've got a negative you know so that you can so you have to make sure you keep almost like you sanitize yourself in a bubble (laughs) before you have to do this so that you're okay to go and do this important thing because if you can't and oh, that throws everything out of the mill. Yeah, everything, everything has gone horribly awry. And you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, it's like, oh dear, what a time, what a time, what a time. But you know, oh, you have to just like, yeah, like I always say, you, you have to find the light at the end of the tunnel, the positive in everything and just like, just carry on. Yes, you know? and like... And relying on, like, I love that you had the touchstone of music, like thinking about, like, what pinged in my head was like, all of this, like, like controversy over like Spotify and people learning more about how like artists are compensated. (laughs) We're not surprised. Uh (laughs) (laughs) That as well. Don't get me started on that. I just saw, I saw something just the other day. What was it? Oh, India reposted something. I'm not going to say anything anyway, but I just said, oh, okay. Like, because like people turn to music, like artists turn to making music, but then people turn to listening to music. And I'm like, where do you think it comes from? How do you think it gets made? (laughs) Oh, God. God help us is all I can say. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, it's interesting because a lot of people have like talked about like revisiting either their favorite albums or like, you know, listening to new music that they've discovered during this time. Because like you said, people have the time Mm -hmm. to like actually slow down. And like yeah, you have wow. a lot more than you likely check out, isn't it? Because now your ears are like open to like hearing stuff, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and it's like it's interesting to me. At least the controversy is interesting because like whenever I see controversy around something, to me it means that it might change soon. Like usually yeah, if there's like a lot of conflict around something. I'm like, oh, yeah. that means that there might be movement, there might be change here. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like hmm and I was like oh you know over this time we've all been consuming so much art that I'm like maybe Mm -hmm. people are realizing something different about like how they're consuming art (laughs) maybe they're listening to artists more and they're like wait a second because yeah especially hearing that you were recording during this time like I would imagine that a lot of like kind of like your income and what you do for your job yeah. is touring and that was taken away and exactly I was like, that was taken away totally totally yeah. exactly like yeah, and you wonder so how do we so yeah you need that wonder how well how do you survive in this time but I mean luckily some people you know had it all right that you know the income stream that comes from when people listen to the music at least that's able to keep you going but then when you don't get anything from the streaming then so what happens Right. Right. You know, so what happened? Because you have to think, yeah. So if you can't, if you if you're not if you're not getting that pocket that comes from the live gigging, Mm -hmm. then it has to come from somewhere else. Right. So if somebody's listening to the music, so something should be coming back for that listening, for that, you know, person that is listening. But then if it doesn't, then obviously it affects what I and so many others should be getting. Yeah. 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 Is what it is, and yeah, like you said, well, we hope. Hopefully, there'll be change in you know in the way that you know the, either the way it's consumed and the way it's received, and you know what should be, you know, received and how. Yes, I like that framing of it of like what should be received and how because I think that 
people have seen music recently as something that just like arrives to them. Yeah, this is true. You know, it's like it just I think we've taken it for granted so, so much. And then now we've kind of realized, you know, the the importance of it now more than ever. Yeah. You know? And if he got taken away and for imagine if he got taken away and then you had to actually pay a premium for it then maybe it will become more valuable. Because back in the day, I mean, before there was streaming, before there was internet and Wi-Fi and everything, you had to physically go to somewhere and pay premium yes. to see an artist. So whether it was classical music, whether it was jazz, whether it was world music, whether it was R&B, anything. But I mean, obviously, if we go back, really, really back to the, the early days of you know going to like receive music and you know hear music, you would have to pay top money to go and see a special kind of music because it wasn't readily available and then you had to buy or you had to buy the record and yes. take it home and listen to it because yes. you couldn't get it anywhere else you yes. know <laughs> I remember saving my allowance to go to <laughs> the record shop and like I had right? yep and like I would be like okay like what album do I want to buy this week because I could afford like one album Mm-hmm. And so like I listen like at the store like you could you know like listen to the different CDs yeah exactly and, stuff. and so you'd kind of like sample stuff to see like what you felt like and what really spoke to you and then you would get that album and then I don't know about you but then I would listen to that album like that whole week like I would just like Phew. exactly that's true <laughs> isn't it because you spent you spent this shoe because you spend your you know your premium money on it so you wanted to absorb and take it in as much as to you know to every detail of it Yes. You know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I want it to sink into my pores. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That is so true. I mean, I remember like, yeah, it was the same thing because because like I, I was born in London, but I spent my childhood in Nigeria as well. Oh. So hence the 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 album because it's kind of the language that my grandparents and my mom told us stories when we were growing up. Anyway, so my mom would have to, she would buy records at the time. She'd get like some friends of ours would come on holiday and then they would, would like give a shopping list of the records that she wanted and then they would buy it and then bring it back. And then obviously, because at the time it wasn't, it wouldn't have come out yet, for example, oh. in Nigeria. So she would have to buy it and then bring, they would bring it back. And then it would be like, oh my goodness. And then it would be there. I remember wouldn't write out the lyrics, would listen over and over and over and over and over just to get the lyrics written out, just so we could sing along. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was that precious. And I remember, you know, so many records like you know, Martin DePango, Whitney Houston, like so many records. We just and they just trying to like absorb the lyrics and we're like writing the iron paper, trying to get all the lyrics to be able to sing along when when we when we put the, the pin on the on the on the record. Oh my gosh. Also, I imagined like traveling with all that vinyl. You'd probably be like, this is mine. Do not touch it. (laughs) Don't breathe on me. (laughs) And then, then, then of course, and then after that, they came, and then there was cassettes. Yeah. And then then there was, um, yeah, there's cassettes with the the Walkman. Yeah. I remember Mm -hmm. there was Walkman, Mm -hmm. and then there was the CDs. And then, (laughs) and then it was just like, and then it gradually evolved. And then the next thing, fast forward to now and it's like well okay yeah we could just get it on spotify oh yeah just get it on itunes oh yeah just go to youtube it's like oh yeah it's so weird like a song popped in my head like a song <laughs> lyric from a song that i think i last heard in maybe like 2016 and i was like mm-hmm. listening to it in my head and then i googled the lyrics and then i found the song and then i listened to it on spotify and it's like the fact that i could pull up a song in my mind from that long ago and find it doing mm. that it took like you know I basically was just playing yeah. it in my head for a while to get enough pieces of it that I could then like actually try yeah, it. Remember what but, it was, yeah yeah but the fact that I could then go and get it that is such a different experience like mm-hmm. that it was just right there <laughs> it was just, just sitting there just waiting just there. That's, yeah. and I was like that is like it's just it's just it's, it's so it's so like different isn't it it's just like so forward yeah forward forward moving now it's very very yeah. very forward moving and and it's just, it's just amazing to think, you know, what it's going to be like, you know, like come like what, five years, 10 years from now. Yeah. You know? I'm curious how it will evolve. Cause like, I feel like 
people do have like really strong relationships with songs, but I feel like in some ways, unless someone is like a superstar or they're like a cult favorite, people don't have as much of a relationship with artists. And I feel like people are starting to mm. cultivate that again. Yeah, I think so too. People are starting to like find bonds, especially, you know, cause like sometimes you think, okay, you just want to find stuff that not everybody else is listening to. You just want to find yeah. those rare, just rare, rare, rare music that you can't like, it's not like just readily available. But I mean, because of the internet now, you can literally find anything now these days. Right. Yeah. But then connecting it back to the artist, like, I'm so curious, how did that inform like kind of your music writing that you were going back and forth? Like, I was just like, oh, that'd be really fascinating to have kind of the cultural melding of that. And that explains like now what I was hearing yeah. in music. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Now, because, because like, you know, because we listen to, we've all got like, uh, there's eight of us in the band and we all have like different influences. You know, we've got like West African High Life, we've got the disco we've got the electronic so all that kind of coming together I mean being able to just find music online or just being able to find you know old records that you know we kind of take from and just listen to and like oh that's like kind of a good reference point that's kind of a good sound a good vibe and yeah that's kind of that's really helped helped with our, our songwriting process as well yeah and I would imagine I mean what were you listening to like when you were going back to Nigeria like what were you listening to there because I'm like you were bringing music to there but I was like I'm guessing that then you were experiencing music yeah there. no well at that were... time we're like listening to things like uh like like Wano de Bango like uh Sonia Day like uh Miriam Makiba Onyeka uh and then across the pond we listened to stuff like James Brown uh like uh um, Angelique Kijo as well so there was like quite there's quite a lot like it was sort of like a melting pot to be honest of like music from um, Africa Nigeria West Africa Ghana you know South Africa as well at the time so it was just a kind of a mix just listening to stuff that and you know and then also because a lot of the stories that I got told growing up were like uh, told in Ibibio and the language is quite mm -hmm. rhythmic so mm -hmm. that as well Couple, coupling that with you know the, the singing style and the melodic style of the language kind of helped as well yeah when you said that that you were like many of the stories were in the bibio and then you were like so anyway I was like wait no come back to that part I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's fascinating <laughs> like, yeah yeah in for me at least like I said it reminded me a bit of like kind of almost like the circular like Hebrew chanting where it's like mm -hmm. it's more rhythmic and it is more like when you're chanting Torah, like I remember hearing it as a kid, that's how people end up reciting it is you memorize it because yeah. it has like that rhythm and that. Of course, that yeah, exactly. It's got like, a, it's got, it's got, I mean, the language itself has got movement, it's got like rhythms. So mm -hmm. I could, if I said like a, a, a phrase, just even the way saying it because of the tone, it, it's got like a up and down tone, it's got yeah. inflection. So that, in that phrase, just the way I would say it, for example, is quite melodic. So then putting it to music, it kind of just lends itself and ties in, kind of fits like a puzzle. I love that. <laughs> I was like, that's amazing. Like, and hearing, hearing you say that and listening back in my head to what I was listening to this morning, I was yeah. like, this makes total sense. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like it's this beautiful I don't know how to say it other than rhythm melody and like yeah it is yeah rhythm melody no, you're right you're quite right there rhythm melody yeah it is and that's what a beautiful way of speaking and also imparting stories like it seems yeah. and you can convey so much more emotion through like just even <clears throat> the tone of it along with it, of course like the words you're saying but then you know when you said yeah. that you're like speaking in tongues was any of it kind of like informed by that feeling like was that kind of what was coming up well, I think to be honest, because it's tongues is sort of a, more of a made up, it's sort of like a made up chanting kind of language. But I feel like because of with the Ibibio language, yeah, there's probably a little bit of that influence in just the way that the tongues, whatever, like just comes out, just like random comes yeah. out. It, it, it has that inflection of the, the language as well. I was, I was thinking like, 
have you heard um like Sigaros, the artist Yonsi and like Sigaros, yeah. yeah yes Yonsi yes 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 he yes, sings yes. often in what he called Hopelandic which is like it's yeah yeah where it's almost the inflections of Icelandic mm-hmm. but it's not actually Icelandic like it's, it's just it's, like, it's just like made up like made up language isn't it yeah yes. yeah it's, I mean I love I love all that kind of stuff because it just means it feels like you're not um you're not trying to come up with anything so you're just going with what your ear kind of hears receives and then it's, it's at that point whatever it's kind of like an imagination like you're trying to say something but you're not trying to like make sense of it but you just say it anyway and then you just get it how it comes out pretty much yeah so I think that's what like that kind of chanting speaking in tongues like the whole um you don't see Icelandic thing as well it's kind of very very similar to that too yeah it's almost like expressing a feeling and it's close enough to like spoken language that our ears kind of parse it that way yeah exactly you process it like yeah spoken language but it doesn't actually mean anything right but then it sounds yeah it sounds like it sounds quite melodic in in the way it's delivered yeah, yeah. and I think it's just I think it's also to do with maybe I think I always think it's probably something to do with the ears as well because sometimes you just hear things and then you kind of like get it out and then it could be melody it could be just a phrase but sometimes just the way it comes out and then you think oh okay that's 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 the way you want to receive it as well so it's all about the ear too just what your your spirit hears your mind hears your musical ear yeah as well well, that's yeah. fascinating to hear things that are in different languages. Like when when we're born, we kind of have like almost like a universal language chip. That's ahead, true. Essentially, yeah. Um, yeah. And as we as we start learning like the language that's spoken around us, like mm-hmm. we lose sometimes the ability to either hear or produce like certain nuanced sounds from other languages. That's true. And so that's it's so. so true. I was like, I, I wonder- think I think we all. Yeah, so I think we all have it. I think we all have it in it in us anyway. Like you said, yeah. you know, when you start to hear other like spoken languages around you, then you may sort of that might become um a bit dormant and not being used. But every now and then, your mind would sort of like go back into it, especially when like, well, I feel like when you're like in a free space when you don't have to like really think about what you're trying to like. You're not trying to say something. You're just right. you know letting faith or you know whatever is in the air whatever spiritual you know vibes or yeah things that you're getting at the point then just allow yourself to just hear and just go with the flow pretty much yeah and being at being in a space like you had talked about like moving to the music like even yeah. though it's like illicit right now it's like when you're in that space you're in kind of your body and you're in the experience that's so you're true, not yeah. intellectualizing exactly. it you're just kind of like, no. oh, I'm experiencing what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Dancing. It reminds me of like, like an 80s movie or something. Like, I was like, is it like Footloose where they're like not allowed to dance? Like, there's like a no dancing movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I don't know how that would go down. <laughs> <laughs> no dancing movie <laughs> there's no dancing allowed but it's like when we're allowed to dance then we can tap into all the stuff that's like yeah isn't it? it's so true it's so true it's like yeah the mind the mind is an in- interesting human I always say the mind is an interesting human being because mm. if we allow it it's incredible it's like when you open it up or just go into it then you can mm-hmm. like receive, you can like really go into like a different sphere. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to be in that experience, like when you're talking about slowing down, really being able to yeah. pause and be in that experience. And sometimes you come up with ideas and sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel like ideas are almost like fomenting. It's like they're, they're doing their yeah. thing. They haven't come they're to doing the thing. Yet, but they're, they're doing their little, their yeah. little twinkly dance in That's there. True. That's true. It's all, it's all coming together it's all like trying to do do the the dance of ideas trying to like dance its way into existence pretty much yes <laughs> yes and when you actually slow down or even do something else other than the thing that you're trying to focus on that also sometimes helps <laughs> that's also yeah that's true actually because I find sometimes that when it's so funny because like when I'm trying to for example if I'm trying to write something 
Mm-hmm. And if I'm like, oh my God, I just need to, I need to like just focus. I need to do it now. But then if I find that I kind of do something else, like maybe mm-hmm. cutting a fabric or ironing or trying to make something else. And then I've got like maybe like an element of something of what I'm trying to do. Maybe like an instrumental part of the track, just playing or just a loop playing. I find that while doing something else, the idea that I need for that just comes in. It's like almost like side by side thinking. Yes. Yeah. You're keeping the other thing going, but then you're doing something else. And in that, something else. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, it's like a, I don't know how to explain it. I do the exact same thing where it's almost like if you've too hard on something yeah and then he's like uh-uh, it's not gonna happen <laughs> but then when you take the focus of that and then you're doing something it's ah, okay oh, okay yeah. like for example yeah I mean walking I find like walking a lot of times like I'll just go walking and then I'll be like oh okay and then it's just it just drops it's just oh, okay yeah. all right okay <laughs> I'm almost like, you don't have you're thinking hard no you're not thinking hard you know it just comes <laughs> like Oh my God. I was saying to one of my friends that I was like so annoyed at how well it works to go for a walk. Like (laughs) every time I'm just like, why was that actually so effective? (laughs) 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 Because at that point, like your brain is like, it's not actively trying to do anything. It's just like (laughs) the moment. It's just in that space, in that time. And like, ah, Oh God, okay, that work actually, that was quite good to, to go and do that walk. That was actually quite good. <laughs> like every time I'm like, I'm going to put on my silly little sneakers and I'm going to go for my silly little walk. And then I was just like, oh, fine, I guess I feel better. And I know. And then, and then the you come house. back and you're like, oh, that really did you. And I think, oh yeah, that did me good actually. That was really good. And then you look forward to the next time. <laughs> <laughs> this is good (laughs) yeah oh that's that's I think that's just that's just life yeah that's life (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) I guess what's on the horizon for you in like the next few months because it's like things I mean are a little shifty but I'm like are are you able to like share more of the music with people live like do you have like dates coming up like what We've yeah. got we've got a tour, we've got a tour. I mean, the album comes out on the twenty fifth of March, so we're like quite looking forward to that. And then we've got like tours lined up here in the UK. So yeah. fingers crossed, it's gonna happen. So that's what we're looking forward to now. So yes, yeah. And then we just keep we still keep making music. Yeah, we kind of yeah we fin- we sort of finished that, and then we're still like oh okay, ideas come up, and we're like oh yeah, let's you know keep that going, let's keep that going, you know. So yeah, this album. And then we're going to be touring the new material. And yeah, we just keep, keep, keep trying to put music out and keep trying to spread positive energy and, yes. and love and spread hope oh. and make people laugh. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I clearly appreciate all of these things. <laughs> help people to have a bit of a dance, help people to find their feet after being after being you know just danceless for two years so two plus years now. oh my gosh oh my gosh I was just like I haven't danced yet in public I just realized that I was just like oh there was one Mm -hmm. I I guess I don't know if it's technically public it was in someone's kitchen I was just like that's not public I was uh A friend had like a, a holiday party that was like a whole like, you know, like vaxxed only blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I didn't know everybody there. And um, I was there with one of my friends and everyone then sent me an Instagram story of, I guess it was, it was one of the guys from Grizzly Bear was there. Like I, I didn't ah. know who he was, but he took a video of me and my friend dancing in the kitchen. Cause I guess like Aww. he was just so excited to see people dancing. People dancing. Oh, look at that. See? Oh my God all these like insta dms from my friends they were like have you seen this video of you and i was like what and like i i was like i didn't know him and like the tagline was just like he even wrote he's like i don't know these people but i love them (laughs) that's amazing that's so amazing I was just That's like, cool. so cool. I've been like paparazzi by like Ed from Grizzly Bear. Aww. Shout out to shout out to Ed. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> really That's amazing. 
<laughs> so it's just like, I guess technically I got caught dancing in public. <laughs> I, I think to, so to see that made, that made somebody's day to see somebody, some people dancing. Cause obviously they've not seen that like for like, God knows like for how long. And then it's just kind of, it's, I think in that moment, it must've been reassuring for him that, wow, okay. There's hope. People are yeah. getting back to normal. Life is normal again. Wow. We can be happy again. We can dance. You know, we can actually forget about what actually is happening. So, I mean, that was, that. that's probably like a, a screenshot of like, okay, you know what? This is where we're heading to now. So, yes. 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 <laughs> like, see those two in the kitchen dancing to yeah, the exactly. song. Yeah, exactly. Like, to like, document that for him <laughs> it must have been a real. <laughs> so, yeah. So, who are you? Could I see you have? You made someone's life. I was just like, we dance, yes. we dance. Yes, yeah. Oh, yes, of course. That's what we want to be anyway, you know, to be able to be free, to dance, to, to live, to be happy, to, you know, yes. to enjoy life. Yeah. Ah, thank you for bringing that into the world. I was just like, now I was just like, I shall bring your music and I shall dance in other people's <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> kitchen dance thank parties you. everywhere. <laughs> oh my God, that's probably going to be a new trend. Kitchen dance parties. Mm. Exactly. You know you locked onto something now. I was kitchen like, dance parties. Oh my God. <laughs> that could be a new thing, you know, because I mean, really, because that was the only way people could actually do anything fun. Because, you know, if, you, if you're in your bubble and you, I mean, I can remember seeing like, you know, like Zoom dance. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many dance parties, Zoom wine drink up. I was like, wow, okay. We really know humans, we really know how to like, you know what? We're in a pandemic, but hey, hang on a minute. We're gonna have a Zoom dance party. Got We're a gonna have a wine, Zoom I got a laptop. <laughs> a friend of mine used to like DJ on Facebook and then she'd like get all like like a friend and we'll all be on like Zoom dance. And I was like, oh my god. I was like, I can't believe this. I was like, you know what? It makes us happy. So, hey, why not? Yes. Yes. Why I'm not? Like... So you dancing in a friend's kitchen, that could be, that could be a start of, you know, a new, a new era. <laughs> I love it. I have to contact my friend, Andrew, that I was going to be like, Andrew, this is what we're right. doing. 2022. We're doing, we're doing the kitchen exactly. tour. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Kitchen, di- and they call it the kitchen disco. Kitchen disco. And then. No, I'm really surprised. Kitchen disco, and then the next you're gonna have flyers lying out, you know, like kitchen disco, you know, like, and then it'll be your the kitchen one time, and then another few months it'll be somebody else. <laughs> and then before you know, we'll be taking a plane to somebody's kitchen across the world for a kitchen disco. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We can't have indoor clubs. Hey, someone's got a kitchen big enough. Oh my God. This is, I was just like, like my brain went to the weirdest places. I was just like, oh my God, like TikTok would love this. And what about like architectural digest? (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And then right now the designers, the architects are going to be thinking, oh, we have to now incorporate a kitchen disco. When you're building that kitchen sink. And yeah. that floor, it has to be wide <laughs> enough, you know, and slide it. You know, it was, people can slide and they all yeah, even roll, roll skate on the kitchen. <laughs> it's like kitchen <laughs> islands are out. Kitchen disco is in. <laughs> well, that's the future. See, it's funny because we, we want, we're wondering about what the future was going to be like in the next few years. Well, there you go. There we go. It's you like, heard it here first. Say, I, you had a hair first kitchen disco. <laughs> they always say, remember when you were talking about ideas tinkling? There we does the idea. It's just tinkling there. Holy God knows. Anyway, at least now you know. When it happens, it's your idea. <laughs> yeah, Pam, I remember that night. Pam came up with it. So nobody's owning that. Pam has ownership on that idea. I'm sorry. She said it first. On the podcast, I'm sorry. Oh my God. It's Bob's idea. <laughs> I just realized I was like, how do I add socialism to kitchen disco? Because I'm like, I don't want to be like a kitchen disco capitalist. I want to share the magic. <laughs> like, 
capitalist. Oh dear. <laughs> I want everyone to enjoy it. <laughs> well, we have to get a kitchen. We have to get a kitchen, a massive, a big kitchen with a big, you know, Huge island kitchen. or something, and then that's it. Oh my god, a big kitchen. <laughs> like to miss kitchen disco. Oh, <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh. I can just imagine listeners are going to be like, "Ah, oh, yes, music joy." Wait a second, this is taking a turn. I'm like, it's taking a turn to the kitchen disco. You're in the kitchen disco. Now. Oh yes. <laughs> there we go. Oh my gosh! Thank you so much for being so generous with your time and with your energy. This is amazing. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Why Not Both. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like us and subscribe to us on your preferred podcast platform. You can also come hang out with us on social media. We are at WNB the podcast, both on Instagram and on Twitter. This season, we are brought to you by Under the Radar magazine. Under the Radar is a nationally distributed print, music, and entertainment magazine and website. You can find them at www.undertheradarmag.com and feel free to support them on Patreon. Extra special thanks to our producer, Laura Studeris, who is literally a rock star. Thanks again, and I look forward to seeing you next episode. Oh, <laughs>